0: Hi everyone and welcome to ScareBeria. Hey guys, so we are excited. We are at, we're actually in Ottawa. And we are actually staying at the Hostel Jail here in Ottawa, and we are excited because we do have a special guest who just actually finished leading us at a cool Ghost and Gallows tour. So without further ado, would you like to introduce who you are to our fans?
1: Uh, Sure. My name is Robin. I'm a tour guide at the Haunted Walk. I've been with the Haunted Walk of Ottawa for about three years now, giving tours not only here at the the Carleton County Jail, where we currently are but also through places like the Bytown Museum and uh, Mackenzie King Estate and different haunted places around Ottawa.
0: Awesome. How long have you been in part with Haunted Walks?
1: So I would have started working there, oh, I think it would have been 2016, when okay, okay. I started. Uh, and this was the first tour that I started giving. So I've been here, like, giving tours here at the jail for a years.
0: Is this your favorite tour or do you prefer one of the other ones?
1: They all have their own unique sort of qualities to them. This one is definitely for me kind of the the one with a a very clear storyline that goes all the way through it. So we talk about the the trial of Patrick James Whelan, one of the men executed here. So it's it definitely has a story and it definitely comes to its point as we visit the gallows here especially. Were you always
0: interested in the paranormal or is it something you just happened to come across that somebody said, Hey, let's go do this tour. I've always been
1: really interested in the paranormal i also tend to be a very scared kind Mm -hmm. of person well I'm with you you. so so I'd always love to watch like paranormal shows as a kid but I remember going on my first haunted walk ever in Montreal when I was like 13 years old and being absolutely terrified (laughs) even though it was the middle of the afternoon Mm -hmm. Uh, and so eventually someone just pointed out that the haunted walk was having interviews and I said you know what that sounds like it would be terrifying and amazing, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what
0: you mean. We are actually recording in the jail right now, so Beth and I are spending the night in the jail yeah. cell. So we're actually in a legit jail cell, it's bunk beds, it's like totally three miles. And that might also be why you're hearing a bit more echo than normal and some background noises yeah. as well. And those are not ghosts, those are actually live people, our cellmates. I'm just saying <laughs> it's fine when other live people make sound effects, just not bad, apparently. so <laughs> just know exactly. So, the eight, so we're having like it is the coolest thing if you guys. So on our Instagram, we actually posted a couple of our cell in this whole jail itself. So I do highly recommend if you ever come to Ottawa, do stay here if you have the guests, if you want to do that. So that being said, are you an Ottawa citizen yourself?
1: Mm-hmm. I am an Ottawa native. I grew up here.
0: Okay. So you were, what do you guys call yourself? We call called and you guys would be...
1: Uh, Ottowans? Ottowans. Oh, I, oh, I like mean, that. I, I think. Think. Oh, oh, went going to am pretty no,
0: sure it's Okay, that's pretty cool. So, growing up, I guess you heard a lot of these kind of ghost stories being from here.
1: I didn't actually hear a lot of them growing up. So, I've never actually been on the haunted walk in Ottawa before I started to apply at the Haunted Walk and that's kind of what I love about it too. It's like being a tourist in your own city mm-hmm. so so oftentimes like locals will come and they'll, they'll hear the history of the buildings that they know so well but they'll hear the ghost stories that they might not be familiar with. Kind of like myself.
0: Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. cool. Do, do you have any urban legend that you did hear then growing up that might not be kind of historical in nature on the tour? Because I know in Scarborough we always have a couple that nobody it's not historical nobody knows how it got started it just kind of came into being and it just kind of became this own monster itself like yeah. its own creation just so wondering if you had any Ottawa ones you might be able to
1: share mm. there were a couple things that like my family would talk about but <laughs> I'm not sure if they were sort of like local legends yeah. the Luskville Falls they also always used to talk about like the Lusk that? Creatures that would, like, reside in the cliffside. But I think that might have just been <laughs> my family trying to scare me.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, I've never heard of that.
0: Okay, That could no, be, that's, there's a lot of monsters in Canada we've never heard of. Well, exactly. You Let's skip. check that out. i have to check that out. Okay, I'll check my monster book at home. <laughs> I, I love we have a book. of random Canadian monsters yeah. that I've never heard of. So I'll let you know if I see it in there. Yes,
1: definitely. Or <laughs> if it's just my dad trying to scare <laughs>
0: us <all. laughs> I love it. Okay, so have you yourself had any paranormal experiences not just like on the walk or like both your walk and personal life
1: okay so on both on my haunted box and my personal life so kind of my earliest ghost story of my own was when I was really little probably about two or three years old we lived in this this house and apparently often if we were just sitting having lunch if there was a quiet moment I would usually ask my mom I'd be like mom who's the little boy sitting on the stairs and my mom, and if my grandmother was there, they'd always say, mm, There's no little boy, Robin, there's no one there. And I'd say, mm, He always sits on the stairs. And my grandmother would say she would see him too sometimes. Just out of the corner of her eye, yeah. she'd catch a glimpse of someone sitting on the stairs. And it's also funny because we always had cats, and the cats would always sit on that spot in the stairs, and they'd always sit kind of over to the side. So we always kind of thought it was a little bit yeah, interesting. So they were cool. sitting. Yeah. Next to someone who was there. So, that's yeah, interesting.
0: as a child. I have to ask this because, and we've been noticing a lot of recurring themes with children ghosts. Was there a little blonde boy? Because they always seem to be little blonde boys.
1: No. Okay. Specifically.
0: And did no. he smell like Cheerios?
1: <laughs> we have a theory <laughs> <that> all children <laughs> but smell, but like kids smell
0: like Cheerios. <laughs> like every episode we talked about all children really? smelling like Cheerios.
1: I do not do specifically not remember smell? smelling Cheerios. Doesn't mean it not
0: happen. But see, I always talk about the theories of, you know, like, adult ghost there's always like a sulfur smell
1: yeah I
0: think chocolate ghost is like cheerio smell <laughs> cheers. Cheerio. cheers exactly like the of it. exactly
1: I did have one oh, no go ahead there go was ahead. one kid on the tour who went into one of the single person cells here and he just turned right around he walked back out and he looked at me very seriously he's like it smells like death and oh my vanilla. god <laughs> like,
0: it smells like death and, death.
1: Death death and like, vanilla
0: all right and vanilla okay. that sounds like an awesome band name <laughs> death <laughs> and vanilla or like a restaurant bet, yes death by vanilla death by vanilla Whoa. death and vanilla that's like a dessert place i, I like think. this What? death by, vanilla. Game, well, death by, you're by you're chocolate. chocolate yeah but i'm thinking that's like a, a nice band, band, band name or li- like a like makeup name death and vanilla i like this we need to start this yeah okay our band will be going okay so robin just told us a very cool thing about your family your mom seems Mm -hmm. to be seeing a ghost boy too Mm -hmm. have you guys ever thought maybe doing like getting a sketch composer like where you guys can try to see if you can
1: Sketch somebody. That's a really you? good idea. I don't know if, if I'd given a description of the little boy when I was young, but I don't, don't remember I now. Fair. So like I can I should ask my mom because she if she would have the information. Sorry, was,
0: if this was my house, we'd be getting like the guess who cards out of the board game. Like, <laughs> <have the pieces. laughs> Which like, yeah. <laughs> one does it look like? Like this? Mm-hmm. Does it look, okay, <clears> he's got okay. these eyes okay, he's got this nose. He looks like Clem. He looks like Clem. Clem. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a theory that girls' children are not really children. That they are something more demonic and more evil. Mm-hmm. That because there's a theory like, why would God allow, or like God or creation, whatever you want to call, mm-hmm. allow a child to be left in this realm after passing away, like being mm-hmm. you know forever searching for their family? Do you believe in that theory? Like, do you believe in that school or thought, or do you think it's something like it can be innocent?
1: Um, I don't know. I feel like it's probably more innocent. Maybe kind of in like my family's scenario as well Mm -hmm. but it's it's hard to tell because my mom always said that she felt like it was more of a peaceful presence Mm -hmm. anytime she would see like a boy who wasn't actually there she said it was more peaceful but relating back to my other story is after we moved out of that particular house my grandparents moved in so then I would continue to sleep over there and basically like all through the time I was growing up I didn't like to fall asleep because, like, I would always be certain there was someone standing, like, just outside the room. And my room was, like, just at the top of the stairs. Oh. So, I'm afraid of the darkness. So. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> know, maybe like, maybe yeah, a bit, yeah. So, like, I don't know. There was always that sense that there was someone, like, just mm-hmm, just beyond the darkness where I couldn't see them standing by the top of the stairs. And that one, to me, felt like a... Evil? Not evil, but it wasn't, like, necessarily a good presence for me. So. Gotcha.
0: Hmm, and it's funny too because you know, you do these ghost tours and you do these ghost walks, and yet you're afraid of the dark. Like, I love paranormal, like, I've been since this young girl, I've always been into this stuff. I've worked at funeral homes, I have the macabre friend. My friends call me the Wednesday Adams of our group, and but yet I still have this fear of the dark as well myself, or in terms, of, like, I don't like to be left alone in the dark I don't like to be like I like to sleep in the dark because it's it's comfortable and I can sleep Mm -hmm. better but when it comes to being alone like I am the biggest chicken at times sometimes like if it push comes to shove like I don't like to be left alone like I would not be able to stay here alone like Mm -hmm. I think I'm with somebody like if I have a partner if I have a friend with me like my husband like he's like okay he you know entertains the idea of me but if I had to be alone so I have to have somebody with me at all times, and I feel a bit braver that way. I don't know. So the other question we wanted to ask, to just thinking about talking about fear and emotions and things, is: Do you think some of the hauntings here are actual <laughs> historical hauntings, or more just a combination of all this energy and people kind it's of what's the word when you make it into being because everyone's thinking about it so much? Like a talpa kind of okay. idea, because a talpa is like basically it's, it's like everybody's scared. There you yes. go. Mass, mass hysteria.
1: hysteria. I'm thinking talpa. I um, like, hearing. I mean, there's studies like the human brain likes to see faces where there are Mm -hmm. no faces and you know like we tend to like read into a lot of the sounds that we hear but at the same time there have been so many different things that have happened in this building that are very difficult to explain that I I feel like there is something going on here but like I tend to like to be skeptical a lot of the time so of course not every single thing of course is going to be paranormal but, mm-hmm. but i definitely think there's something there's something in this building
0: would you like to share with our listeners like any like any stories that stand out? Like? so obviously the most famous prisoner here was do you like to explain sure that?
1: patrick james whalen was the convicted murderer of a very well-known politician thomas Dicey mcgee and at the time there was a lot of panic surrounding this group called the Fenians, who Patrick Whelan was a member of, and so essentially they were looking for someone to be held responsible for the the murder of Thomas Darcy McGee, and people today believe that even though Patrick Whelan was executed, he was not, in fact, guilty of the crime. So dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we do have a lot of stories that seem to suggest that Patrick Whelan would be the one haunting this building I do have one story of my own which oh, is ooh, awesome. please, do yeah. Yeah. Please, please do share please do we share it's one of my friends. favorite uh, awesome. it happened to me really shortly after I started working at the Haunted Block And there's a spot on our tour close to the end where people will often get nosebleeds. And it's supposedly if you taunt the ghost of Patrick Whelan, you might get a nosebleed in a specific place. And so after this one particular tour, it was a large group of students, which I'd split in two. I'd taken the second half and another tour guide had taken the first half of the group. At the end of the tour, I went through my whole tour. Nothing unusual had happened. And when I went to meet the first tour guide... At the end, I asked her how her tour had gone, and she said, oh, it was good, except, you know, we had a student who had a nosebleed. And I thought, oh, interesting, but this does happen on our tours now, fairly frequently. So I didn't think it was too unusual until she explained that this was a group with a certain tour company. They give their students lanyards, and they have, like, a little... Card and it says, "If lost, please oh, contact." Yeah. Oh, yeah, I but, but the other side is a historical figure card. Oh, cool! So they get to like, I believe it's so that they can connect with the history and mm-hmm. sort of try and find, like, if they have Sir John A. Macdonald if they're visiting Parliament, they kind of connect with those kinds of things. And she said, "Well, the student who had a nosebleed on my tour was the only student with Patrick Whalen oh. as his historical figure on his oh, lanyard, that's Cool. which mm. was just a really fun coincidence, or maybe it's." Patrick Boylan with a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you said on
0: no tour that, in like in particular, that it's in the parking lot. They believe where his body was buried, mm-hmm. and that's where usually nosebleeds happen. Very uh, close, very close to the ground. Because we're just so off because under the gallows, right? Yeah, so it's right. where the nosebleeds usually now, do you know exactly where it is? or like
1: So, we don't actually know for sure where Patrick Bayland was buried. It's likely that his body would have been buried in the parking lot, and a lot of the bodies have been, uh, like, there have been human remains that have been discovered mm-hmm. close to here, which have been removed by now. His Allegedly. Body, so yeah. now. <laughs> exactly. His body could have potentially been one of the ones that was removed, mm-hmm. or it could be one that's still buried somewhere that we don't even know the site of his body is still unknown we don't know well we were just at in Kingston and we went to Skelton Park which is (laughs) in terms you
0: know for you know bulldozing over thousands of bodies and graves and just how you know remains still pop up and you can still see every so often like yeah chunks of tombstones yeah or femur or hand and so I got like pop-up like that so it's just funny how you know it was a different time, it was a different era how we treated humans, how we looked at, you know, well, there was no human rights back then, you know, and sure. it was just, you know, reading the history. And that, that's one thing I got to say appreciate about this, Gerald, is that you really preserve the history and you walk down the halls, you talk about the, you know, the abolition of, you know, executions and how the t- conditions and how people were treated here. Now, it's interesting about this jail is also to the types of criminals were housed here. Mm-hmm. Everything from like petty thieves to like murderers, mm-hmm. correct? Like and to be Mexico and also you said children.
1: Yes. Yeah. So there was a large variety of prisoners who stayed here in terrible conditions for many, many years. So we point out that a lot of the prisoners in the cells here they did not have access to a toilet. They used a bucket for many, many years and eventually Called the honey pot, which I think is a honey bucket. A, a honey bucket. Honey right. bucket. A yeah. honey bucket. Yeah, pretty sure it didn't smell like honey. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but we point out on, on one of our tours that eventually the prison reform movement would start looking into conditions, and they were realizing that this was inhumane. They should not be forced to use a bucket. The jail was forced to install flush toilets. The jail found a loophole because they didn't actually have to allow the prisoners to use the toilets. They just had to have them on the floor. Wow. So they continued to force the prisoners to use the buckets until at least 1966. Ew! We, we have we have accounts from people who stayed wow. in the building that prove that these conditions. I'm sorry, but until, isn't
0: one of just like now with the prisoners being charged of cleaning their own bucket?
1: So, so they would have, have, to clean they would it have,
0: it have emptied them at
1: the end of the day.
0: They would have to do it themselves, right? They would have to go and they clean would, it at the bucket themselves.
1: They would probably just take it over to the, the, to the toilet. Or, or the like, window. Before, yeah. the, before the toilets, they would take them outside, and they would dump them outside. And then once they had toilets, they would just carry them. And dump them
0: Fun there. fact, that's why gentlemen usually walk on the outside of the street, because when people throw crap out of the window, it will hit them and not the lady on the inside.
1: Oh, really? Fun fact,
0: that's where that tradition came from. Blech. I don't care. What and and I'm just saying. What things are, like gross. Sorry. <laughs> a second fun fact: we now pay 130 dollars a night to stay in these cities. Yes, exactly. But they let us use the indoor plumbing. There's there's indoor yes. plumbing. Unless you feel nostalgic, you can always <laughs> bring your own bucket. <laughs> yes. There's actually a bucket outside, which is <laughs> actually <laughs> amazing, like, nothing is you so for clean and sadly, there's a bucket there <laughs> that we're cleaning up, which is actually quite funny. funny. But wow. my like I just this place. So besides Patrick Whelan making his presence zone, is there any other spirits that you know have? to make cuz I've heard stories where beds have been moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you heard of other stories like that that happen here? Mm-hmm. Like like ourselves like yeah. you know guest have any experiences here.
1: Yeah, definitely. So there are lots of people who will awaken the night. They'll have dark figures that are standing in their room. My favorite is that sometimes the figure is sitting at the end of their bed. Yeah. So I, for that. I no. were spending the night and I woke up to a figure sitting on my bed. Uh, I probably just curl myself into a little ball like yeah. in the corner. They used to have a lot of different sort of items in different places in the building, especially sort of up where we give our tours in the more historical part where hostile guests don't stay, and they've just had to remove them because they've been moving around, they've been so problematic That's and fault. carrying people. I believe there used to be a chair in death row, very close to where the prisoners would have awaited their executions. Yeah. And supposedly the chair was meant to be up against the wall. Oftentimes people would come into the hallway, they'd unlock the hallway, and the chair would be pushed up against the bars mm-hmm. as though someone were like sitting like with the prisoner, exactly. and so they eventually just removed it because. Wow, <laughs> I wonder where there? they put
0: it. I don't and know if it has hauntings with it still, or if it's calmed down now. Well, it'd be interesting to leave. Like you know, obviously we can do If you guys can hear. We we do have cellmates. Which, like, okay. I just like I just gonna keep on seeing cellmates because like hopefully this is the only time I'll be in jail. Um, <laughs> no, well, <laughs> that is still young. <laughs> so who knows? It is me after all. It'd be interesting to know like how just. To have a few recorders in each level floor and have a still camera, you know, and just to watch and to observe, to see anything. Like, I'd be so curious to see. Because I know, like, there's so many people here, so it's hard to, because people come in and out. It's a a a hotel, so people come in and out.
1: Exactly. At
0: different times.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to tell when you have, like, people going through the building, like, what noises are just other hostile guests and what are actually unusual mm-hmm. noises. One of my friends was, had a story about how she was up on the eighth floor. And so a lot of the locking mechanisms have been removed from the cells so that like people can't just lock each other in the right. cell if they're, if they're staying in it. So we have two hallways that we access on the eighth floor. One of them still has sort of levers, locking mechanism levers intact. The other one does not. And so my friend, who was giving a late-night tour one night, she's the last person through the building, and she'd already been around the eighth floor, and she said she hadn't seen anyone around. She was leaving the building, and she heard the sound of those, like, large walking mechanisms, like, clanking. But she was over by the gallows, and she walked into the hallway to see if anyone was still around, and there was no one there. And she said she could have sworn they were coming from the hallway where there were no locking mechanisms. And so she had a little walk around. She could still hear sounds Hello. coming through the eighth floor. And she had a whole tour around
0: and That is that, creepy. That is creepy. I'd be like, I was just thinking like my biggest thing like at nighttime is to hear, you know, the clanking of the jail guards with the keys, the jangling mm-hmm. of the keys. Mm-hmm. That would be freaky to hear it in the middle of the night as you just click. Like, you know, just and they're doing the rounds at nighttime, that would be like terrifying, or when they come, like, you know, when they hit with the batons against yeah. like, the jail cells, yeah. like, that would be creepy. Like, if you guys see, like, we are like, we have Beth and I have bunks, what prisoners to have, and then, like the cells, like, they block it up so there's privacy, but still, these are actually the cells, the prisoners, and it's pretty cool that this you know you guys kept this and this has been kept a part of the history and that you can actually people can just stay here it's such a it's such a unique experience it, it is. is
1: I really would love to one day <laughs> once I work it's up funny. the courage but I'm kind of the
0: same way that I wouldn't go by myself you know mm-hmm. so this will probably be the only creepy location like this I stay overnight with with her I will not be doing a lot of the other ones she's okay. trying to go to me I'm trying to get her to other places I was like slow like, this is actually an overnight like we're actually sleeping here yeah. which is a totally different experience yeah. I've been to different places like Trans-Alleganian and all these other locations in the states where it's not you're doing a sleepover you're just yeah. doing an investigation and then you go to your hotel or whatever yeah. at the end of the night like 5 o'clock in the morning so it's a lot different we're actually staying and sleeping in here yeah. and so it's, it's going to be I don't know why how I let you talk me into this but because you're adventurous that's why but <laughs> you should
1: update us in the morning
0: yes absolutely absolutely on Blair Witch I'm just in the corner like, like we made it through the night <laughs> Other than because we're staying at the hotel and we're staying here and having our famous ghost that makes its appearance here. Is there another famous haunted, like our famous ghost of Ottawa that you
1: think Ooh. that we should be aware of? Okay, so our other one of our other favorite locations mm-hmm. at the Haunted Walk is the Bytown Museum. So it's the oldest stone structure in Ottawa, originally constructed in 1827. It was the commissariat building. They used it to keep a lot of the money and the really important supplies when they were building the Rideau Canal. Mm-hmm. So very early days of settlement. And it's supposedly haunted by perhaps several ghosts. It's, it's known as one of the most haunted buildings in Ottawa. It's super creepy. <laughs> but some of the Ghosts that people suspect might be haunting it mm-hmm. include the founder of Ottawa, so Lieutenant Colonel John Bai, who's in charge of building the Rideau Canal. A lot of people suspect his ghost is haunting the building, or perhaps the the ghost of one of the first storekeepers at the commissary. His name is Duncan McNabb. So mm. it's, uh, it's a really fun building to check out, especially <laughs> late at night. <laughs> <laughs> because that's also one that's, that's usually very empty. Right? Right. Since it's now a museum, we'll take tours in there late at night. And it's, it's just us and like maybe one museum staff member who will, will that's hang awesome. out. So it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> now, it's is
0: it cool. true the Chateau Laurier has a residential goes there too, doesn't <laughs> it?
1: So we do have some stories about the Chateau Laurier, supposedly haunted. Lots of people will often tell us they'll have strange experiences. They'll have, like, something brush up against their arm when there's no one else in the room. They'll see, like, doors mm. opening and closing on their own. And most people will say that they'll see, like, a what looks like a wealthy-looking gentleman who will just sort of disappear
0: mm. in front of them. So I'm just picturing the guy from the Monopoly board. Seeing, That's like,
1: exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. bags like, Yeah, he looks cool
0: like... No, don't look to my liking. I'm going to be leaving you. This is my hotel. <laughs> this is my hotel. Please leave pay my grounds. Do not leave. <laughs> Do You go to jail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fun. That'd like, be amazing.
0: A Ottawa board game. Oh my oh, gosh. gosh. Let's okay. get out of people. I like this. I like We're this. trademarking it. We're trademarking Done. it. Done. <laughs> Take Joel, that trademark for <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Oh, but yeah, like this is like been a great experience and once again I have to say thank you the Haunted Wall Company like the research you guys do is impeccable it's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing I was mm-hmm. just geeking out hardcore on the inside while you were giving your yeah, oh, yeah. So for sure. thank we're you. so
1: passionate and it's I think for a lot of us we love the combination of the history and the ghost stories mm-hmm. because they have such a an amazing like mm-hmm. relationship between the two because when you have ghost stories that are so fantastic that are also backed up with the history it just it adds a whole other level to it mm-hmm. and when you have the history and then you can then bring a ghost story into it it just really it adds another level of intrigue I guess so it works really well together. I, I just, just want to say good. thank you to Jim
0: for actually some efforts. Yes, yes, us thank you so thank much thank you Show Show to Jim. Jim. Yeah, Jim, <laughs> thank you you've been awesome and it just it's such yeah, a it's cool experience incredible. especially when this is why I think is obviously this is why we have a yeah. podcast because we both love history both love the paranormal mm-hmm. and I think I think one goes without the other, like, you truly, because, yeah, again, guess. like, you don't have to, there, you guys have the quote, the famous quote on your t-shirts. It says that, oh. I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm afraid of them. Yeah. 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 Which is, you know, you know, it's just because I think it comes down to just respecting, you know, history and preserving history. And along the way, there's some urban legends, and some of them do hold truth. And I said, I also believe that there's, like, a, the two theories of can of, of. You know, paranormal is that some of it is residual or it's not so much in haunting it's like a, it's a building playing over and over again yeah
1: exactly and yeah I think a lot of the time the way that I think of ghosts or spirits or whatever it is they're just sticking around because they have a reason like they want their story to be told mm-hmm. like they want their history to be known especially with prisoners like maybe who are wrongfully imprisoned or wrongfully executed, right. they want their story to be known. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're, they're sticking mm-hmm. around. That's why their energy is still here. That's yeah. true. And actually I was going to ask, do you
0: know if the building is made of limestone? This, stone, like oh, this building that's a good itself. Question. I don't know
1: for sure. You have to check
0: that out. This is a good question. question. Again, there's another theory that limestone is a conductor for energy of those mm-hmm. places that are built, you know, with limestone yeah. that, has a higher, you know, activity rate for paranormal. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't too sure if you guys know if the building. So maybe that's something that we should look into. Should. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure, but yes.
1: yeah, okay. that would be interesting. So, again, when was
0: the building constructed, the jail? Constructed
1: in 1862.
0: 1862.
1: Yeah, and then it was open as a jail for 110 years. Wow. That's that, a long time for yeah. a jail.
0: That's a, yeah, a long time, exactly, exactly. for jails. Yeah. And then it converted to a hostel
1: in what? In the 70s. Yeah. Sometime, okay. I think there was a period of time, maybe a few years, where they were trying to decide what they were going to do with the village. Right. And then I believe it was in the 70s that they turned it into a hostel. There's actually a friend of my dad's who grew up here mm. because his parents were the first people to run the oh, hostel. Really? I mean, yeah. That's such a cool uh, connection. Yeah, and he said that my dad had been talking to... A friend who said that growing up one of his chores was to go and like sweep the gallows oh my gosh he would oh be, gosh. She'd be terrified like i don't want to sweep the gallows and his parents would be like well, yes. a ghost just set
0: off a car <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs>
1: no. yeah his parents would be like no it's your chore you have to go and sweep the gallows that's,
0: that's can you can imagine, imagine being like a kid um, now was there a warden that lived around here like he's just back in the day
1: there would have been a governor living a governor the yeah jail.
0: Would that be separate? Obviously, they'll be like a separate part of the building.
1: Yeah, I mean, the front part of the building would have been the, the governor's mansion, mm-hmm. separate from the cells, but the governor would have lived on the premises.
0: Yeah. Now, okay. the one thing, if you guys come up, and I highly recommend that you do come up and visit, the gallops can still operate. Yes. Which is they, yeah. terrifying to me.
1: We don't test them very often. <laughs> we don't want to go in there,
0: <laughs> but no, they no, are yeah. still
1: operational, still operational
0: gallows. I know that's one thing. I just I was telling Beth when we're that doing the tours, I'm like, and we, were, that. we were walking around, like uh, I was just kind of sat there, I'm like I just, I'm like, I can't believe these are still operational. I can't believe these are still here. Like that's just that to me is just I don't, it's don't like to use the word, but insane. Like it just I just wow. wow. And one thing that I found really interesting, you told me was that gallows aren't usually permanent. It was very rare that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, most of the time through history gallows would be constructed for a specific hanging that had already been planned for I guess mm-hmm. and then they would just deconstruct them afterwards. This one is a permanent part. So this one is stays It's a fixture. Yeah. It's a fixture. It stays here. And I think this is partially because early Ottawa known mm-hmm. as Bytown before it's a really dangerous place. Uh, yeah, it was been, pretty shady background. It was, it was yeah. known as a really uncivilized and dangerous place to live. So I think they were planning, you not know, planning on having a lot of executions here, but they definitely wanted it to be known to those people living in Bytown at the time that we have permanent gallows. We're not afraid to use them. Yeah. So. Better right, keep your nose clean and stay,
0: alive. stay in line. Because yep. oh, you're gonna be having a kiss with a rope. I have no idea what that meant. Was <laughs> that was really bad. Was sorry. 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 Sorry, I have that idea. I was trying to make it sound cool. Because... <laughs> <You're making laughs> I just got really disturbed by that. <coughs> sorry, I went I got, I went dark there. Oh, you know what's really disturbing? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you tell me again when the last
1: legal hanging was? It was in the uh, 1962.
0: 1962. 1962. In the Don Jail. Yeah. When we talked about but it in our... I know, I forgot. I tried to block it from my memory. Yeah, I know. This the Don Jail. jail. Thing. Okay, so this is, we always think they think Canada and this is as me as a horse a story and getting really, like, but we always used to think we're like super progressive in Canada and super hip, and I'm like, no, divorce wasn't legalized in Canada until I believe it was the 70s, and you had to petition of the Supreme Court. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the Japanese yeah. Canadian internment which was a lot worse than it was in the Japanese American internment Yeah. So do yourself a favor. I know. I'm going to get dark here. So if you actually are in Ottawa, you do have to go check out the War Museum. Actually, please do. It is an incredible, incredible Mm -hmm. museum. So that's part of our history Mm -hmm. and also how the treatment of the First Nations. But, you know, that's another story and another time and another Mm -hmm. podcast. So Mm I'm not going to go there. (laughs) I don't know. I just, like I said, this place, I'm just expectations. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's see. And just it's water Just how cool this place is. And like best of like the history you guys put into this, and just the creepiness yeah. factor is like creepy. <laughs> like I just cannot describe it. Like when you do the Ghosts and Gals tour, like you do get a full. It's not like we like, okay, so we're going to go the outside of the building. Now don't be going. like No, you want to go in the jail cell? You can go in the jail cell. You want yeah, to see where the death, like, you know. It's creepy how close you can actually get to the gallows. I was shocked that it was that open to yeah. the public. Like, I mean, there's, like, there's safety guards. Don't, like, they're no fools. They have yeah. their insurance. But, like, mm-hmm. I was shocked at how... I just realized I always talk to the computer when I feel like I'm talking to the audience. I don't know why. They're not here. They can't see me. <laughs> it's our uh, imaginary uh, audience okay. here. So I just want to thank you, Ron, yeah, so again for taking amazing. us a turn, being an amazing ghostess.
1: Ghostess with the ghostess. with ah, the ghostess. Pure that. ghostess, awesome. yes. That's going to
0: be anybody who comes yeah. into Ghostess. Like, so I do recommend you guys know that we did, back in the summertime, we did Black Creek Pioneer mm-hmm. Village. We I met did. the lovely James there who. Just, like, that was amazing. The seance was just absolutely creepy. (laughs) It It was amazing. And for those listeners out, I believe it's in Kingston and Toronto. He has shows coming up. Make sure you check out his social media for details on that. Yeah. And so we just did, like I said yesterday, we did the Kingston one, which was just amazing. amazing. And again, you really do get a good history of Canada. And don't be afraid to try them all because they're all different. Like it's not formulated. It's it's incredible. I want to get a pass and do all of them. You get a little stamp. <laughs> I officially I have, have done of all of them. Have you really? I officially awesome. done all of. As of today, I've done oh, all of do like them. I know. I did the trip back down. I'm excited. So well, well, this is a cake. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go for donuts, <laughs> shall we? Celebratory donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've had more donuts in the past <laughs> week than I've had my entire life. Yeah, it's true. for donuts we are Canadians. I Someone sees me, they're like, oh, you're Canadians, all always your Tim Hortons and your donuts. And I'm like, we're not that bad. And I look down, and I literally <laughs> had a donut and a giant Tim Hortons cup in my hand. I'm like, oh, take off, <laughs> eh? Hey? Oh, geez. As we are wearing our sweaters. But, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thank yes, you. thank, thank you. Again. You've been amazing. So if you guys want to do, or can we guys, or get, get, more, get more information, information you. for you guys?
1: So on any form of social media, we'll be updating with any kind of articles that we have coming out any kind of stories that we're following so on Facebook or Instagram we still have Snapchat and Twitter Mm -hmm. as well and that's Haunted Walks right? Haunted Walk yeah Yeah. or at our website
0: hauntedwalks.com as well is it sorry is it walk or walks bonded walk okay thank you bonded bond walk yeah I, I like Grace read all the pamphlets so I just come along <laughs> just trust me Beth you're gonna I like you this just get in the car Beth we're <laughs> doing ghosting <laughs> and I don't mean being a weird social media like ghosting you know, people use oh, it no. now. The hipsters use the that they use the words of the I know, disappearing. <laughs> Stop using and ruining <laughs> things. Her yeah, her. I just have an idea too. What if it's not the ghost of that the super famous guy? It's like some. Tom, it's like some Tom down the street. He's like, no, that's we It's like it's <sighs> it's me. Why don't you realize it's me? I know. I know. Oh, it's a oh a that in. was the other question. Sorry, guys. I know we're going a bit over. I had a, another question. Has anyone had a Catholic clergy person come in and try to do a blessing or something for him?
1: They have had people a, come in to try and, like, perform ceremonies, to try and yeah. put, like, particularly Patrick Whelan and put his spirit to rest. Right. None um, of them have seemed to work. <laughs> work. Okay. Really? I was just Is, sorry, yeah. yeah. In fact, encounters at the hostel have... Yeah, Become more oh, frequent serious. over the years. Oh wow! Supposedly, it's set. actually. And before we let go, and
0: I I like. I have the, the question: Is like this energy ramp uh, very amp up around his anniversary
1: of his death? So we we usually run special event tours on February the 11th, which we call Wayland's Night, the okay. anniversary of his execution. We do often have unusual things happen, but it kind of depends. Especially during the spring. I mean. We run fewer tours during the winter. It's just a bit of a quieter season for us. So when we're here more often, we just often have more experiences. So I've heard many tour guides saying that particularly in the spring, we have lots of unusual encounters. Mm-hmm. It's also just when we're here quite a lot. So.
0: And we are here in the Springs so Just saying Exactly. Let's see what happens. See so, guys, like I said, do check out on Haunted Walk. And also, like, do... You can check us out on Snapchat and yes, Facebook and, and, and Instagram. And also, with us, too, please do like or review us as well. Because the more likes we get, the more high we go up, the more exposure we have to other people, to know us and to get more foot traffic so please do do that and like I always say even if you don't like us please just click the five stars anyway we would greatly appreciate it or one star because so my mom is getting really tired of always liking me and asking for
1: <laughs> <laughs> my mom does
0: like us but she thinks I'm cool my mom does think I'm cool I think so does so my mom so, so yeah I, that's cool as long as our mom accepts us so yeah guys so thank you once again for joining us and if you have doing experiences yourself if you've been on these tours mm-hmm. either these tours in Kingston or in Ottawa if you actually stayed here please give us your story like let yeah. us know your experiences because it'd be cool to have like you know they was experiences and probably like yeah. connect and to see if any of these matches. I'm just waiting for us to get a black kid story from Ottawa because this is the first place I haven't heard of the black kid story <gasps> yet talk about Ottawa the vampire Oh, I asked. Oh. So Sorry. for <laughs> Sorry. Listeners. So for new <laughs> listeners, one of the we things don't. I talked about is the Ontario trifecta of vampires. There's the ones in Wilnos, which are the most famous. The one in Ayer, which we realize is more of a ghost. It just kind of looks like a creepy vampire. And there's some gruesome things tied to it. And I heard that there is a third one in Ottawa. But apparently, not too many people mm-hmm. up here have heard about it. So I'm going to look into that more for you guys. Well, there we go. Maybe we might do the research, and that can be another part of it here. Beth and I can run that for you. Perfect. I think right. Yeah. I can do it. Woo! Awesome. So, thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you on the next episode. Dark side of <laughs> don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm tired. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Keep spooky.